The following podcast is sponsored by the Hood College Bookstore. Most of us think the bookstore is just a place to buy or rent books. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not the case. The Hood College Bookstore is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood-branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups, and they even have Hood-branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The bookstore has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The bookstore has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is, the Hood College Bookstore has you covered for all of your gift, school, snack, and clothing needs. So, the next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, Nick Titus, and the name of this podcast, The Misleading Podcast, and receive 10% off your purchase. Everything that is, except for books. But, listen to the show first. Welcome back to The Misleading Podcast, the only podcast where Blockbuster accepted the buyout offer from Netflix and did not crumble into bankruptcy. I'm your host, Nick Titus, and today's guest on the penultimate episode of The Misleading Podcast is my friend, Riley Dowling. How are you doing? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> ah, how you doing? I mean, for real, though. Oh, I'm, I guess you could say I'm slaying. Uh, so, you're, uh, are you a little nervous? Um, a little, but I really do think I'm going to slay. You're going to, you, th- you do think you're going to slay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hit the slay button. Okay, well, I'll let you find the slay button. Um, you know how this game works, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you three stories uh, Two of those stories are real stories Or claim to be real that uh, I've pulled from Reddit Well, one is going to be a fake story that I write myself It's going to be your job to try to identify which of the three stories is the fake one As well as try to identify the piece of misleading information Surreptitiously sewn into each fake story That would make the story impossible to actually happen in the real life this could be uh, like an animal species that doesn't exist or like something that happened like in a, a, a historical event that happened 20 years before it was supposed to. Just anything like that. So um, you think you can handle this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. All right. Time for the first story titled I'm Getting Better. This story came from Reddit user Bravado Built. I've had a tough childhood. My mom's been in prison since I was six, and my dad died before I was even born. At the very least, not a very warm childhood. Lived in a foster home until I was about 18, and then tried to survive under the brutal San Francisco housing prices. I did almost every drug you could possibly imagine, and almost overdosed on heroin. I spent most of my rent money on drugs, and eventually got evicted. I had to crash at my friend's place in Sacramento until I was able to get better. The withdrawal was absolutely fucking brutal. But here I am, several years later. I've been clean since I crashed at my friend's house, which is around five years ago now. What helped me get back on my feet? The American elm tree. There are so many of these trees around California, so it's definitely the cheapest option whenever you stroll through the wood section of Home Depot. I took a woodworking class in high school, so I have some first-hand experience in basket building, which is what I started with. I made a fuck ton of these baskets with wood from these elm trees and I was able to sell enough to make a profit. I stayed in that routine until my reputation increased and then I eventually moved on to different projects. 
Now, I work for a local carpentry company. I help design and build things like couches, cabinets, bookshelves, etc. It's a really fun job, and I could not have imagined getting back on my feet like this. I'm so grateful for my friend who believed in me getting better, and I'm so happy where I am right now. And that's the end of the first story. What are your thoughts? Um, the American elm tree is a stupid fucking tree. No, <laughs> I don't know, but I definitely, I don't think, uh, I mean, it definitely is believable, but if it was the fake one, I feel like the fake part would just be the American elm tree. I don't know. You can't make baskets out of it or something. Like it might be like something like balsa wood where it'd be like too soft for that. Yeah, like it would just snap. Or it's like, I don't even know. I'm not a wood expert. Um, so so other than uh, like the, the possible properties of the American elm tree, nothing jumps out to you as misleading information. Um, hold on. <laughs> And again, you're you're not trying to identify the misleading information now. This is just like general thoughts after re- after hearing the story for the first time. No, I think it's pretty believable. Yeah. Does does this get the MG pass? It gets the MG seven pass. Okay. Well, I, maybe the other two stories won't. Yeah. No, I believe in making baskets as a coping mechanism. Um, have you taken woodwork? Does does our, does your high school offer that? Mine did. Mine did. Yeah, I actually. Um, someone asked me for a yearbook quote, and I actually said. Don't take woodworking. Really? Sorry, Miss. Oh, so you, you took woodworking? Yeah, it was online though, so it kind of fucking sucked. What? How the hell do you do that online? It was like angles, and then I was like, <laughs> and then I failed it. <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming you actually never made an actual like basket or some shit. No. No. Okay. Well, I was gonna ask you if making baskets was easy, but I guess online woodworking really fucked you over. Sorry, Mr. Krista. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I'm glad you think it's believable. Um, hopefully the other two will also be believable because I really want this to be hard for you. So you ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay, let's get on with it. The second story is titled, <laughs> How Stable Is This Molecule Under Room Temperature Condition? By uh, Reddit user Ben Hoy1991. Now, before we get on the story, um, I think you're I think you're really going to like this one. Um, for those of you who don't know, AKA probably everyone listening to this, um, in our group chat, we like to make a lot of ironic jokes about, uh, chemistry, chemistry, math, and physics. Like that, that's just, um, like a fields of knowledge where we, we like to have a holler about, uh, so, so we, we, yeah, we talk a lot about chemistry like as a joke. So I feel like you're really going to like this one. Uh, Okay. Due to the lockdown in Shanghai, and also the turbulences caused by the Russian invasion of Ukraine, one of my orders from a website where you can buy compounds is now almost two months out in shipment rather than just four days. It's a small test sample of the compound LY2090314. From what I understand, the package simply was not processed and is still waiting at a processing facility, probably under normal room temperature condition. I am a little worried that the long exposure to room temp might cause degradation. The sample was measured to have 99% purity before shipment. From the look of the molecule, how realistic is degradation if the sample is uh, properly packed, aka protected from light, airtight sealed, etc. 
I was considering doing NMR spectroscopy once I finally got the sample, but I'm not sure whether this can tell me how minor the degradation is. I trust the seller and hence only ordered one gram as a test. I want to avoid using most of the sample just to check whether the sample is still fine, as I attended it for some experiments. That's the end of the second story. Um, a lot, a lot to unpack with this one. Um, what, do, what do you think, just overall? Um, so actually, when it, the fact that he's considering to do an NMR spectroscopy, um, I have to disagree with. I think he should do an MG7 butt vagina test. <laughs> 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 uh, what, what's the what's the proportion um, r- regarding the efficiency of NMR spectroscopy to MG butt China seven tests? I mean, the NMR spectroscopy is just completely unreliable, like yeah. comparatively. Like, what do you think? What what? Okay, um, I know we're joshing, but but what do you think M- NMR spectroscopy really is? Um. Well, let's break down the word spectroscopy, shall we? Okay. Well, let's not get into that. I'll just tell yeah. you. So spectro- <laughs> uh, spectroscopy is basically um, measuring the wave numbers of a compound to determine like how much, uh, like how much of a specific element would be in that compound. Um, so if this person was me- uh, measuring the degradation of whatever compound they bought, um, NMR spectroscopy um, would help them to, to just to determine like how much of each element would would like be in the sample. Uh, so that's what spectroscopy is. Um, is there anything jumping out to you? I mean, I, again, I know it's a lot to unpack, but like, is there anything that's that's just not patch, uh, not passing the MC test? Um, honestly, the only thing is the compound name, just because I don't know compound names. Um, so I, I think could, a lot of compounds like may I don't know I don't know. Yeah, like that could just be a lie, and yeah. it could just get it could just get past me. But yeah. it, I don't know. It kind of. What what about the fact that like I don't know do you think like how feasible would it be to buy a compound just from a like a, a website you know <laughs> I mean who wouldn't Yeah I've bought <laughs> I've bought a few compounds No I haven't <laughs> I've that, gotten that, a few compounds <laughs> <laughs> Uh so di- is this just as believable as the first story Um I think the first story is more believable just because it doesn't have fancy words Oh yeah, and talks about the beloved American elm tree. Yeah, I know. I know it's in the top seven of your favorite trees. Yeah, native to the West Coast. Yeah, um, is the LOI whatever compound in your top seven favorite compounds? Um, I can't say it is. No, top thirteen maybe. Top seventeen. Top seven. Oh, okay. All right, we're getting there. <laughs> it's a lot of compounds. Um, okay, well, you know. Dang, these first two are, are pretty believable to you, right? I mean, nothing's jumping out at That's good. Me. That's good, right? No. <laughs> no. I mean, well, it, it's good for me. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, all right. Let's get on to the third story. You ready? No. No? Well, too bad. All right. The third story is... T- <laughs> the third story is titled, The Most Embarrassing Moment Ever! Posted by Reddit user TheCockatiel0. So basically, every year, me and my family go down to Georgia for a vacation. We usually stay for like a week or so. We have family down there that loves to find us an Airbnb, since their house doesn't really have that much space. We bring around 11 people in different cars, and once we're in Georgia, we partake in different attractions. One of the highlights of my trip 
uh, to Georgia is to go tubing. I've gone tubing several times, and we go each time we visit. There's parts of tubing where the ride will be slow, and then other parts will be like rapids. This this particular ride was super winding, so it takes about 40-ish minutes to complete. It can be unsafe during the faster parts, but the other times I've gone down it perfectly fine. Also something to note, there are many people on these rides, probably 14 nearby. Wherever you look, there will always be other people floating down the rapids with you. Anyway, I was going down the rapids uh, and I was having fun like usual. I was screaming as I bumped down the mossy rocks. Everything was going fine except for my swimsuit. The swimsuit was a tight fit, meaning it would lift up slowly if I moved too much, and it would show some underboob. I didn't really care because I was having so much fun, uh, and at this point, I, w I honestly didn't care if I showed a bit of skin underneath, since my whole chest wasn't revealed. However, during the rapid bumpy parts, I didn't seem uh, to take note of my swimsuit, and after 40 minutes at the end of the ride, I looked down and noticed my whole swimsuit lifted up. The scary part was that I didn't know how long it, it had been like that which um, makes it so much more embarrassing because I was hollering and shouting, which drew a lot of attention to me. Meaning that if that swimsuit had been lifted up for the whole ride, then multiple people saw me half naked. It's pretty scary looking back because I don't know how many creepy old dudes were on that tubing ride. And I, and, uh, and I didn't know how long my swimsuit was up for because I only noticed it at the end of the ride. It was definitely one of the most embarrassing moments of my life and it was on my mind for the rest of the trip. And that's the end of the third story. Final story. Is is that one uh, just as credible to you as the first two? Um, I mean, what are your thoughts overall? Um, I thought... I thought the title was pretty funny. Um, other than that... I want to say that you would notice if your top went off, but... I I don't know. I I don't wear tops. Um to be honest and rate IDK 6 out of 10. Okay. All right. Th this this particular story? Yeah. Oh, what it's about not, it? I don't know. Like it feels like it feels like it could be a short story I wrote in middle school. Like on Wattpad? Yeah. yeah, or like, like it's like something my my like English teacher told me to write, like like one of those narratives. Yeah, <laughs> it's like write like the embarrassing, the most embarrassing moment that ever happened to you. Yeah, no, not just that, but the most embarrassing moment ever, ever, <laughs> ever. Um. So what's jumping out to you? I mean, I mean, so okay, just the prospects of that story. You think that you know just. It's just something that someone would write. Yeah, it's just honestly the narrative that's jumping out. Oh, to the me. narrative. Yeah, yeah. Um, um so, what, what about like any potential misleading information like anywhere? Um, I don't know anything about Georgia. Have you never been? I've never been. I drove through Georgia and it scared me. Oh yeah. But that's about it. Um, Did you see any um tubing rides? I didn't. I saw a bunch of signs for peaches, though. I saw a sign for Peachland. Peachland? They didn't go to Peachland, so this is kind of <laughs> sussy. Uh, do you think maybe potential misleading information could be like there's no like there there there's no hydro or there's there's no like rapids in Georgia to allow 
Like maybe Georgia's a dry state like Kansas. That's what I was thinking, but I I just don't know enough about it. Does Georgia seem like it would be that kind of state? It does seem like the kind of state where they would just be like, we're going to bring in a bunch of rapids. Yeah, like man-made lakes, like Maryland. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll give you a little time to think. Okay, so I did a quick little pause to give them some time to think, and I feel like you, you've got an answer? Something like that. Okay. All right. What are you thinking? I think it's how stable is this molecule under room temperature condition? So you th- so you think it's story number two? Yes. Um, why? Well, the spectroscopy test. I feel like it's testing for the wrong thing. Oh yeah. How how should degradation be tested? I feel like. I don't know. I just it's just not clicking. It just for it just me. doesn't like like It's not clicking for me. It's the only thing that doesn't add up. Doesn't, like, okay. like the the thing he's talking about with like normal room temperature condition, but then he's saying it's packaged properly, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> so you you think like I don't know, just the prospects of the story, like the like the properties, you know, just the structure of the story. It just does isn't believable. Yeah, and if it's real, then he's kind of like not. He's like a liar, liar, pants on fire because he says he trusts the seller, but you're yeah, but really doing an NMR spectroscopy <laughs> test. I'm so sure that's a pain in a half. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay, locked in. Locked in. Okay, their locked in final answer is story number two. That is incorrect. Dang it! I'm oh. sorry. Was it number one? It was. It was the American Elm Tree story. No! What was the wrong thingy? Okay. Can I see your phone? Yes. All right. Okay. So in this story, um, it takes place in California, Sacramento, San Francisco, that sort of thing. The American Elm Tree is native to America, but it doesn't appear like west of Texas. You will not find the American Elm Tree on the west coast. I knew something was up with that damn, damn tree. Dude, I thought thought you totally were going to get it. Because I, 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 because it just, I don't know. It's something about me saying the American elm tree just straight up in the story. I almost, I I almost chose that one, but I really believed in him and in his ability to make baskets. And I just, yeah. I I really, I wanted the best for him. (laughs) I did not want the best for number two, though. Oh, yeah. You you just, you don't trust uh, Ben Hoy 1991. No. No. Um, I'm, I wonder what's in, okay, I'm going to look up real quick. What's in LY209? I'm going to copy that. <laughs> you don't want to know. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, I did a, a quick little Google search of the compound LY209-0314. It is real. Um, I mean, I didn't do, I mean, I, I, I picked this from Reddit. I didn't know if, if he was telling the truth, but yeah. There's um three oxygens. Uh, five nitrogens. One. There's a fluorine. There's a fluorine in here. Um. Oh no, six nitrogens. There's yeah, two, uh, three oxygens, six nitrogens, one fluorine, and a ton of carbon and hydrogen. Wow. What does it make? Um. Uh, Ly two zero nine zero three one four. It's a potent inhibitor of glycogen synthase kinase three 
which plays an important role in many pathways, including initiation of protein synthesis, cell proliferation, cell differentiation, and ap ap apoptosis. Apoptosis. Ben, nineteen ninety one. What are you doing? Ben Hoy, nineteen ninety one, is a total fucking nerd, but he knows a lot about cell proliferation, so I got to give it to him. <clears throat> yeah, whatever. I can take the L. He can take the W. It's, <laughs> it's whatever, I guess. Uh, that means so far, uh, I've done five of these so far. Uh, Nick three guessed. Wait, Nick. Okay, wait. This is my fifth one. Yeah. And I beat you. Oh yeah. Uh, Nick three guessed two because Lewis and Jack both got it right. So Toby is hopefully going to be my last guest on the final episode of the misleading podcast. And if he gets it right, then it'll be three for three or three for six, I guess. Or if he gets it wrong, then I would have been, I would have fooled my guests two thirds of the entire thing. Um, Sorry. You sorry. You didn't get this one. This is so embarrassing. I, is it is it obvious to you now that you know that it's the fake one? Um, I honestly, I'm still like, I'm not upset. Like, I, I, I don't know. Because like chemistry, I don't know. I took high school chem. That's all I have. And I didn't take any like, I don't have any like botany under my belt. Botany. But like, yeah. Um, honestly, I feel I I okay. I threw you a little bit of a curveball. Um. Because I just knew that the uh, chemist, the uh, compound story, um, was just an incredible red herring. It really was. I like, thought you were just so much. Me. Yeah, so much. I could have just fucking like packed into that. Not even true, and and it wouldn't even made a difference to you. No. You know, I mean, it wouldn't even made a difference to me if this dude was just making stuff up on the duff. <laughs> like I didn't even know that that this compound was a real thing. You know, it's got fluorine in it. I love fluoride. <laughs> yeah, stainless fluoride. Very important for your teeth. All right. Well, sorry I didn't get it, but um, I feel like this was a fair one. Yeah. I've, I feel like, again, I just regret Jack so much. I feel like I need – oh, I should have – like, I regret – like, I gave him the easiest one in the fucking world, you know? He should come back and fight. You know, maybe him and Toby should come back together and they could just work together on it. No, that'd be cringe. <laughs> no, that'd be uncouth and cringe. That'd be uncouth, uncool, cringe, uncalled for, unbelievable. And unbased. And un yeah, that. Um, okay, well, I feel like this yeah, I feel like this one was a little more fair. And I feel like um you know, you 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 went through it um like like your system was good. Like like you you were going through each one pretty well. And you were try- you you were just like while while this whole thing was paused, you guys didn't hear any of this, but they like did a really good job of like processing each story, and um, just going through like each little detail just to find some sort of loophole. So good job on that because because so some of my guests have just been like, okay, I think this one's fake because this person has said something. Like they they were calling fake stories based off of um, like something someone has said or like an emotion, which could be an like like it could be like not a feasible thing to think or do but not really misleading information because it's not because it could it could still it's misleading information is something that can't happen in the real world and and basing it off of just like the implausibility of a story i mean 
in, in terms of what someone says, that's just not a good way to go about it because you really just got to like go into the technical details. You know, you, you really just got to find what can't happen in the real world, you know? So, uh, and the, the second story was a big hub for that. Like, I, man, I, I didn't, I didn't even know what MM, NMR spectroscopy was until two damn minutes ago. You know, when I read it out loud to you, you did a really good job and I'm really glad you were, uh, able to come onto my podcast. You were a pretty good guest. Do you have any final thoughts you want to say? This would have been a good time to say, but, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like we should say that until the end. MG7. Go follow. Oh, uh, can I plug your Instagram? Go follow MG7 on Instagram and t- and Twitter and Twitter, uh, and TikTok. I deleted all my twi- my TikToks. Okay, never mind. Not TikTok, but just Instagram and Twitter. Really, Twitter. I mean, that that's where all the good stuff is, right? Yeah. Follow my Twitter too. Actually, don't, don't. Just do that. okay. Twenty one. No. no! And there's a dot somewhere, so you don't have yeah. the full story. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys have to find out where the dot is. You don't want to know the full story. <laughs> yeah, that's for next time. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the Misleading Podcast, and thank you so much for my friend Riley for being able to come on today. Don't forget to hold the door open for an old man at the grocery store and have a great day.